since the Forest Service prior to that, and more recently with Inland Forest Management, a consulting forestry company. But uh, all along uh, in my forestry career, uh, the just the love of outdoors, and and I've always been a passionate fly fisher, especially some of the small streams in the in the North Idaho area. And so naturally, that led me to join uh, Trout Unlimited, and uh, and lo and behold, uh, I was taken aside and uh, given a free cup of coffee and asked to be the president of the of the Panhandle <laughs> chapter of Trout Unlimited. So I know we all have volunteer stories similar to that. Yeah. And I want to delve a little bit into Trout Unlimited. There is this connection between resource issues, forestry, management, conservation, and, and uh, Trout Unlimited and trout. Uh, tell us a little bit about the mission and the history and what TU does. Uh, Trout Unlimited is a national organization. It was founded uh, about 70 years ago in, in the state of Michigan, and it's spread uh, throughout the uh, primarily the northernmost portion of the United States because Trout Unlimited has the national mission of uh, protecting, enhancing uh, cold water fishery. And uh, so trout is, is in our name, but uh, other cold water fishes uh, include uh, salmon and, and uh, whitefish and, and, and other cold water species. And so that's the primary mission. Of, of Trout Unlimited. Um, although most of our members are avid anglers, uh, we're, we're not a fishing club, so to speak, but uh, we are a, a national conservation organization. What are an example of some of the conservation projects that TU has done here locally that people would recognize? Okay, in, in in Idaho there are ten Trout Unlimited chapters. We happen to be the the Idaho Panhandle chapter, and uh, one of our primary activities for a number of years has been uh, we are a, a signing party uh, uh, of the Clark Fork Settlement Agreement, which is through a Vista uh, Utility utilities. It was their uh, uh, relicensing of the Cabinet Gorge and Knox and Rapids dams. And so as a, a, a party to that uh, settlement agreement, then we also participate by uh, uh, hosting a bull trout education program where we work uh, both with youth and as well as adults in providing education for bull trout uh, and endangered species in the watershed here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk today about an upcoming film festival that TU is sponsoring, but let's introduce our other guests while we have that opportunity. Uh, Dr. Mark Cochran, board chair of the Friends of Scotch and Peaks Wilderness. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark. Uh, yes, I'm uh, Dr. Mark Cochran. I'm a, a local chiropractor here in Sandpoint and down in Hayden. Uh, I grew up as a military brat, and uh, I spent a career in the Marine Corps, and I've lived in North Idaho since 2001 and full-time in Sandpoint since 2011. Before that, I was about uh, I was living half-time in Hayden and Sandpoint since 2008. Uh, and the reason I tell you all that is um, uh, I've, I've traveled around the world, and I've always loved the great outdoors since childhood, and I've I've hiked and camped and backpacked in some absolutely breathtaking places, and I found the Scotchman Peaks area to be one of the most epic places I've ever been, and that's why I became involved in the organization, and that's why I'm so passionate about our mission, which I'll talk about later, of course. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mark. And uh, clearly, wilderness protection has that linkage of conservation, and so this is a wonderful opportunity to explore how two local groups are working together towards some common goals. Right, yeah, and there are uh, several other local groups as well. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into the Trout Unlimited event <clears throat> coming up um, and, and put it in some context. Uh, this isn't the only thing that the chapter does. Mm-hmm. There are ongoing other ways for individuals to become involved or learn more, but uh, just give us the basics of the event first, and we'll talk also about some of the other things. Okay. Uh, we 
for a number of years now have been uh, sponsoring a, a fly fishing film festival. Uh, the specific e- event that we sponsor is called uh, the Fly Fishing Film Tour. Uh, in short, that uh, uh, abbreviates down to F3T. And this is one of the national fly fishing film uh, events that uh, travels a- around the country. And in fact, uh, F3T, I think, is shown in, in uh, over 14 countries worldwide. And so uh, it has a, a wide following uh, and uh, it's always a very entertaining event that, that, that focuses on fly fishing uh, ar- around the world. Mm-hmm. What are the dates and locations? Uh, this year, the, the F3T film uh, tour will be in Sandpoint at the Panada Theater on uh, Friday, March the 8th. And uh, the doors will open at the Panada Theater at 530, and then the show and film showing will start at 7. And it seems like this event's been going on for a long time. Yes, it has. Uh, and uh, over the years, uh, you know, Trout Unlimited has been one of the long-lasting uh, sponsors of the event. Uh, but over the years, the Bonner Soil and Water Conservation District has participated through uh, uh, one of their primary activities, the Water Festival uh, a Youth uh, Environmental Education Program. Uh, a, a huge supporter of, of, of the Fly Fishing Film Tour is uh, North 40 Outfitters, particularly the North 40 Fly Shop. And uh, they've been generous and donating uh, items for raffle items and, and in some years providing a full sponsorship of this event. So, mm-hmm. so a number of other organizations have participated as well. And can you tell us about any of the films? Have you had a chance to get a sneak preview? I personally like to hold off and, and, and see the films uh, <laughs> you know, on, the, on the huge screen of the, of the Panda the Theater. Uh, but knowing, Phil, that you were going to ask that question, I, I did uh, look at the film trailer online this morning, and it's a usual number of, uh, of uh, films, that usually something about uh, maybe six or eight films ranging in, in length from maybe five or six minutes to some of the longer ones are 15 or 20 minutes. And it's uh, because it is a worldwide uh, fly fishing tour, uh, then uh, there, there are some uh, worldwide scenes in it. Uh, I always personally like the kind of the more local when, the, when they're illustrating the western United States and areas uh, close around here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is, it's always an exciting event uh, because every one of these films are, are very interesting. Even, even if it's in an area you'll never fish or species you'll never fish for, it's always interesting just to watch the, the quality of these films. And so, of course, Fly fishing isn't only for trout. Um, quite a few other uh, species of fish are caught by the fly. Mm. Uh, and uh, TU's mission is more broad, of course, too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's delve into that some. You know, what are... Uh, some of the other things that Trout Unlimited does here locally. Um, here locally, uh, we're, we're uh, very fortunate uh, over the last couple of years or so to have uh, first one national Trout Unlimited staff member uh, living and working in the in, in the Sandpoint area. Uh, that, uh, of course, is Erin Plue. She's been with, with uh, TU for a, a couple of years. And then more recently, uh, just within the last uh, several months, another national uh, uh, staff member has come on board, and uh, Kathy uh, Gidley, and uh, she has a uh, had previously been working uh, with Idaho Department of Fish and Game and, and, and fisheries programs, and so it's really uh, uh, quite a, a feather in our cap for this uh, small chapter to have two national uh, T- TU staff members, and and uh, their primary emphasis is working on projects in the Coeur d'Alene River Basin uh, restoration project. In, in that area, 
Uh, but then also, uh, more recently, because of the concern over the, the uh, quality or the poor quality of fishing in, in the lower Priest River, uh, then Aaron Plew, uh, in working in her capacity, is, has formed a, a, a collaborative group called, called the uh, uh, Priest River Watershed Group. And uh, I would invite the, the listeners to, to Google uh, Priest River Watershed Group. Uh, it's a, a new website that uh, gives uh, uh, the mission and a lot of the history and activities of, of that organization. And at times there have been things like the water festival in the springtime for kids. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we always put put a high emphasis on on uh, on education, and, and we typically will use fly fishing uh, instruction as a mechanism to uh, to, to, to preach the the overall uh, mission of, of of Trout Unlimited. And so we feel that if we could put a a fly rod in a in the hand of a youth or an adult and and give them some basic uh, uh, instruction and information that uh, that uh, as they get more interested then they will kind of uh, uh, focus more on the uh, on the conservation aspect and some of our our fly fishing instruction uh, activities uh, uh, every year we uh, work, compa- uh, uh, work with the uh, Idaho master naturalist for a fly fishing uh, program at the uh, water life discovery center on Lakeshore Drive near near Sandpoint uh, and last year we partnered with the friends of the uh, Kootenai National Wildlife Refuge for the first time for an open house fly fishing event where where people were invited just to come and and get some uh, basic uh, introduction and instruction with with fly fishing but but my premier youth education event is when we work with the Kalispell tribal youth and uh, uh, at uh, uh, at the facility that they have north of, of Newport Washington is we work with about a, a dozen to, to 18 uh, tribal youth and and it's just a wonderful day to, to spend with them and and uh, give them some some basic instruction and watch them to catch catch fish it's always fun to see kids going after something for the very first time and that raw enthusiasm Oh yes, 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 yeah. To me, it just kind of you know because because that's a, the the next generation, not just of fly fishers, but of conservationists and and those with a uh, embarking on the mission of of, uh, of 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 our our causes. And so, anytime we can work with them, I'm I'm very pleased to and do that. I think I'm always impressed by the remarkably outsized output that the organization seems to have. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about the membership base here. How large is it? Our chapter has uh, slightly over 300 members, uh, and uh, about two-thirds of them live in, in Kootenai County. And then the other third is balanced uh, mm-hmm. between Bonner County and uh, Boundary County, and then with a few members in, in, in Benoit County. And so, you know, our chapter is based here in Sandpoint and has been since the tra- chapter formed over 40 years ago, but then with a, a large portion of our membership in, in Kootenai County, it's always a challenge for us, and our board members are, are typically from, from the, the Bonner County area uh, to, to maintain communications and reach out and, and plan activities that's uh, appealing to, to all of our chapter members. So that's a big emphasis for the chapter right yeah, now. The, the Panhandle's a large area. We tend to forget and ha- sometimes hard to get around in 
there's some nooks and crannies that take a while to uh, to find. Yes, I, I, I like to think of our membership uh, uh, more on a watershed basis uh, rather than uh, political <laughs> geographic uh, uh, boundaries and, and that sort of thing. And, and so from that terms, then uh, the Panhandle chapter covers the, the St. Joe, Coeur d'Alene River basins, the, the Ponderay Basin as, it, as it's uh, uh, located in Idaho, as well as a small portion of the Kootenai River Basin. So, so watershed-wise, we, we cover a, a pretty widespread area. How would someone go about becoming a member if they are listening and they've just moved here and they said, well, this sounds like it's right for me? Okay. Uh, the, the first thing I would recommend is to Google Trout Unlimited uh, and, and locate the national website. And, uh, and one of the first things you'll notice on that homepage is, uh, uh, first of all, a, 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 a button to donate if you'd like to make a donation to the, to the, to the organization, but then also join now. And uh, we, we normally you know, would keep some uh, brochures around and pass them out and things like that. But in this day and age, it's so much easier for people just to Google Trout Unlimited and uh, join online. Now, I won't ask you to give up your exact favorite fishing spot, but when you go out chasing the, the fish with flies, where do you generally like to go? What, uh, what time of year and uh, river, stream? Tell us more about what interests you. Well, Phil, uh, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm pretty open in divulging those those, those secrets, and uh, uh, but uh, because my my work in forestry was was uh, first centered in in the Boundary County area with the Bonnerstree Ranger District, then I got to know that area. So, and also living north of Sandpoint in the Selly Valley, uh, I'll, I'll kind of typically head north with my with my fly rod and uh kind of one of my favorite places is smith creek which is up by the canadian border and and uh smith creek is a big drainage and it has a number of tributaries and so i won't divulge some of those those tributaries but uh but uh any place up in the selkirk mountains it's amazing those those streams uh such as uh, uh long canyon creek uh uh uh, Myrtle Creek, Snow Creek, and, and Ball Creek, and those, uh, they all have native West Lobe cutthroat trout, as well as some introduced trout species. And, and the higher up in the drainages you get, the, you're, you're more apt to, to find those native West Lobe cutthroat trout. And that, that, that's where you'll find my, my pickup truck parked along the road, <laughs> and uh, the stream isn't too far below me. It, it's hard for me to think about fishing up in Boundary County, the Kootenai drainage, without turning my thoughts to Burbot. Um, that's right. That's right. Uh, kind of interesting. You should mention that, uh, Phil. Uh, uh, my daughter, uh, Annie, who lives in Seattle, was visiting last weekend, and she's an avid geocacher. And uh, in fact, she works for Groundspeak Incorporated, the, the company that, that hosts geocaching on a worldwide basis. And, and we woke up, it was a sunny morning, and she said, Dad, you want to go to Canada to go find a couple geocaches? I said, sure. So we found ourselves along Moye uh, Lake up south of, of Creston or a, a cranbrook rather and there were about six or eight pickup trucks with uh decals on the side the 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 kootenai tribal fisheries program and about a dozen people and they were unloading a lot of uh, what looked like ice fishing gear and come to find out they were going to ice fish for burbot in moye lake <laughs> and because they uh, those fish provide a brood source for the the tribal uh burbot hatchery at, at uh, twin rivers canyon uh, at moye springs and so so yeah there there are burbot in, in the Kootenai River system and, and, the, and the Kalispell tribe and fishing game are, are focusing a lot of uh, attention in recovering that species. Yeah, their, their comeback's been a remarkable success story. I, I remember when one of the early morning shows I hosted probably seven years ago or so, <laughs> uh, we had someone on from uh, the tribe and fishing game and 
the numbers had plunged. Uh, I think, as I recall, it was in the hundreds, if not lower, and, and uh, now it's uh, tenfold, a hundredfold, thousandfold. That's right. And, and in fact, uh, 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 fishing for burbot had been closed for a number of years, but uh, several years ago it uh, it reopened, and uh, and it is a providing a, a recreational fishery in the Kootenai River drainage. And an now. important cultural heritage too. Yeah, that uh, yeah, the burbot and along with the sturgeon and the Kootenai tribe are are uh, really spending a. Uh, uh, focusing a lot of attention on, on recovering both yeah. of those species. Well, success for all of these things depends on first uh, building that group of supporters through mm-hmm. outreach and education and uh, and also the financial capacity. And uh, the film festivals help for that, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. And, and in fact, uh, for our chapter day-to-day uh, operations, uh, you know, just paying our, our normal normal bills, then uh, the revenue we receive from the uh, Fly Fishing Film Tour uh, pretty much covers our annual operating cost. And so then that allows any other fundraising events or any other monies that we, we generate uh, can focus toward uh, uh, projects, uh, uh, stream restoration, and, and, uh, and other projects. Very good. So tell us one more time uh, the, the details, date, time, location, and how folks can get tickets. Uh, Friday, March the 8th at the Panda Theater on First Avenue and, and Sandpoint will be the uh, Fly Fishing Film Tour. Uh, the doors will open at 5 o'clock, and uh, we encourage people to arrive early and, and uh, purchase raffle tickets. Uh, one of the, 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 the top items that uh, in the raffle is always the uh, uh, Fly Fishing uh, uh, Guided Trip on the, on the Kootenai River hosted by Tim uh, Lenahan Outfitting in, in, uh, in Troy, Montana. And uh, uh, the tickets uh, are available uh, at North 40 Fly Shop in Ponderay. They're also available online at the Fly Fishing Film Tour, which is www.flyfilmtour.com. Uh, or they will be available for purchase at the, at the door. And the adult tickets will be $20 and the youth tickets $10. Well, very good, Bill. Before you go, any uh, final thoughts for our listeners? Well, uh, Phil, one thing I, I, I would like to, to express appreciation to you and, and uh, the staff here at KRFY. Uh, Trout Unlimited is a uh, underwriter of the station here. And uh, and also we have a couple of, of our board members who are very active in the operations here at KRFY. Julie Calamine is is the co-host of this, this show with you. And then Don Childress, uh, our <coughs> former president, is uh, uh, host of uh, a show on, I think it's called The fourth sunday which is the 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 fourth sunday of the of the month and so so we we certainly appreciate uh uh the you uh and and the station here uh giving us time to talk about our our operations and and in turn we're glad to support the operations of krfy it's a small community and very interlocked and uh julie and i often host together but the last year we've been taking alternating Mm -hmm. uh tuesdays just to uh, do a, I think, a more comprehensive job of bringing in a variety of voices. But I am channeling my inner Julie now. She always likes to play a, uh, for the musical segue between anything to do with fishing and the next guest, something from Taj Mahal. So uh, we've got the Taj Mahal fishing blues coming up. Stay tuned. And we're going to come back and talk more with Mark Cochran about the Wild and Scenic Film Festival, the first half of the morning show here on 885 uh, KRFY. We've been listening to Bill Love from Trout Unlimited talking about the upcoming fly fishing film festival at the Panda Theater on March 8th. Right now, uh, sit back and enjoy a little bit of Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal, the fishing blues. And um, can't think of a better way to celebrate spring than to talk a little bit about the upcoming fishing season. So 
We want to thank Bill Love for the opportunity to have some conversation with him about the upcoming Fly Fishing Film Festival at the Panda of March 8th. It's that time of year when we celebrate the film festivals. In the studio with us this morning, we also have Dr. Mark Cochran, who will be talking about the Friends of Scotch and Peaks sponsorship of the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. Uh, Dr. Mark, we started the hour with an introduction, but uh, tell us a little bit more about how you came to be involved with the Friends of Scotchman Peaks. Well, uh, I first uh, learned about Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness after I had actually hiked Scotchman Peak, and I, I knew about Scotchman Peak. Um, Bill earlier mentioned geocaching. Uh, I became an avid geocacher back when I still lived down in Hayden in 2003, and one of the very sought-after geocaches at that time was uh, on Scotchman Peak. Um, and then uh, I actually started dating a woman here in Sandpoint, who is now my wife, uh, here in Sandpoint. And our first date was at the Banff Mountain Film Festival in January of 2008. And uh, FSPW had a table there. And uh, that's when I first learned about it. And I signed up as a friend that night, uh, bought my Scotchman Peak t-shirt and later bought a sweatshirt uh, and, and became involved in the organization as a volunteer uh, right away. And I first met you, Phil, um, uh, I guess a year or two after that at, a, at another event. Um, but, you know, the, the great outdoors and wilderness specifically has been a passion of mine for a long time. I mentioned that I've, uh, you know, hiked in the great outdoors around the world and that uh, Scotchman Peak is just one of the most beautiful landscapes I've ever encountered. Uh, to give you an example of that, I was doing an ambassador day one time, and I spoke as I was walking up the trail. Uh, a couple was walking down the trail. They were from California, and they were just raving about how beautiful it was. And um, they told me that uh, Scotchman Peaks is, and this is the word they use, the Scotchman Peak Trail is every bit as epic as Half Dome in Yosemite. In California. So that's high praise. Uh, and that just gives you an idea of, of how breathtaking a landscape we're talking about. Um, so I've been kind of going on probably longer than I need to on that one, that specific thing. No, that's perfect. And, uh, I think it illustrates just how important and successful the events at the Panada Theater and film festivals and concerts and things uh, can be for engaging individuals in the community who come for the shows and then they stay for the cause. So tell us a little bit in a nutshell here about the uh, event coming up. Um, we'll want to get, well, actually, let's let's go back and let's start uh, where we like to usually start, a little bit more about the history and mission of the organization. Well, Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness was first founded in 2005, and our mission statement is to uh, leave or to pass on a Scotchman Peaks Wilderness to our children and grandchildren. Now, I personally prefer to think of it as passing on a Scotchman Peaks wilderness to our grandchildren and their grandchildren. In other words, um, you know, Congressional Wilderness designation, uh, which will keep it wild country in perpetuity. Um, and that's important because wilderness is a resource. It's an economic resource, it's a recreational resource, and it's a scientific resource. And that's why Congressional Wilderness designation is important. And the film festival raises money for us to do what we do, not only advocate, advocating for wilderness, but also uh, trail stewardship. You know, we have um, uh, trail crews that go out and maintain trails every year. We have educational programs. 
for example, our trail ambassador program and our winter tracks program, which gets, you know, school kids out on field trips out in the great outdoors uh, in the winter to learn about, you know, animal tracks and safety in the great outdoors and plant identification and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, we're raising money uh, as a community organization to provide the resources that we provide for the community. And, and it's, you know, wonderful things that we do for the community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I know in addition to the film festival, uh, there's plenty of activities. How can people find out more about all of the range of events and activities that the friends engage in? Well, they can uh, visit our website, scotchmanpeaks.org. Uh, and, you know, explore the website. Uh, there's a listing of all the organized events we have, uh, different um, hikes, uh, you know, all year long, led by experienced uh, hike leaders. Uh, if people want to get involved doing trail work, which is a lot of fun, um, there's uh, trail work opportunities. If they want to volunteer as a trail ambassador, we also call that the Mountain Goat Ambassador Program. I've been involved with that since its outset, um, uh, where you, you know, get some training you walk up the trail. We have ambassadors every weekend day during, you know, prime hiking season, generally June into October. Uh, and basically you're teaching people how to be, you know, you're an educational resource for people so that they know uh, how to be safe in mountain goat country and how to be conscious hikers. And, you know, you field all kinds of questions. I've had questions about grizzly bears. I've had question, questions about uh, Glacial Lake Missoula and about mountain goats as well. Uh, and the trail ambassador, that's my primary volunteer thing uh, now, in addition to being on the board. Um, and it's a lot of fun interacting with people on the trail. It takes a lot of volunteers to do all of the programming that so many organizations do that the friends rely on. And we have a lot of really excellent volunteers. So we've got the film festival coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. How long has that been going on? Uh, I don't remember exactly, maybe five or six years, but several years now we've been hosting the, um, the Wild and Scenic Film Festival. Uh, and the theme of this year's festival, they have a different theme every year. The theme of this year's festival is Real Action, spelled R-E-E-L, Action. Um, and, and so what they are are films uh, that depict a love for nature and the great outdoors. And they uh, show people what they can do uh, to help... Um, take care of our, our planet, which in many ways is being threatened. Um, and the film festival, it raises money for our community um, activities, our community resources. So by going to the film festival, you're not just learning how to save the planet as a whole. Uh, you're also learning how to support these resources, not just learning. You're um, financially supporting uh, the resources that we offer to our community. And we are primarily a local community focused organization local meaning north idaho and northwestern montana yeah now the traveling uh, road show doesn't go on the road till after the actual film festival events over which i think is in progress right now so we won't have the lineup of films but i know one of the ones they're promoting for the film festival in yuba city is uh, a new film about wolverines in the uh, wallawas in oregon which is an exciting concept and Hopefully that's one of the ones that makes the travel and road show. Yeah, that would be cool because one of the, um, the part of what we do sometimes is we have citizen science projects and a few years back we had for several years, we had what was known as the rare forest, rare forest carnivore study. Uh, and, a, one of the objectives of that was to kind of 
as best as possible, take an inventory of how many wolverines uh, we have in this region, um, North Idaho, northwestern Montana, even up into Canada. I was a, a participant in that uh, every year um, where we would set up bait stations, if you will, with a uh, motion sensor camera to see what sort of carnivores we had in that area. And even though my team never got photos of um, uh, wolverines, we got photos of uh, like a mountain lion, one year fishers, a couple of years, other carnivores. Uh, so it was a very valuable scientific uh, project. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if they have that film about wolverines, you know, because it's right along the lines of, you know, stuff that we do right here in this area. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about the, the event, uh, the details. Okay. It's going to be uh, Friday, March 22nd at the Panada. The films start at 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. Uh, tickets will be available at scotchmanpeaks.org slash events. That's scotchmanpeaks.org slash events. Uh, again, March 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Panada, which is just such a wonderful venue. It's one of the gems of uh, of Sandpoint, I think. Mm -hmm. It really takes a community to put on these events. Uh, do you want, tell us a little bit about some of the sponsors, Mark. Uh, gosh, I don't have the list in front of me. I, I know that... Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm not going to list any sponsors because if I listed the ones I remembered, right. I would sure. be leaving out yeah, those yeah. that I don't remember. But, you know, we do have some really excellent uh, – I will mention KRFY is one of our sponsors. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and we in turn are um, underwriters. Friends of Scotch and Peace Wilderness are underwriters for KRFY. Yeah, it takes a whole community to provide yes. all of the uh, things that go on in Sandpoint that are so important to the – life and cultural uh, effect of Sandpoint, the film festivals, the radio station. And uh, it's wonderful to be a volunteer for both and, uh, and so on. Mark, tell us um, a little more about um, the, the film festival itself is an opportunity to really shine a light on some of the uh, programs and, uh, and events and activities. And uh, tell us a little bit more about what's going on with the friends right now. Uh, well, um, like I said, uh, we always have, um, what, one of the things that's going on right now, this time of the year, is what we call our Winter Tracks program that I mentioned a few minutes ago. And what that is, is uh, we have uh, venues in North Idaho and in Montana where school kids actually get to go on a field trip in the winter. And uh, they, get to, uh, they get instruction on identifying animal tracks, you know, through photographs. Um, it's a very popular program. Uh, they learn about um, bear awareness. They learn about uh, being safe on a trail, you know, as a child and how not to get lost. Um, they even uh, have, uh, you know, bear spray practice with inert bear spray canisters. Um, things like how to uh, pack a backpack. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, how to identify different plants like that. Um one of the things that uh, we are working on right now is an endowment. Uh, we've established an endowment. Um, and what the en endowment is, is it provides funding in perpetuity uh, for our programs. Uh, in other words, people donate to the endowment and the uh, principal is never touched, but the interest can be drawn on every year uh, to support our programs. And as that endowment grows, 
the uh, money that we're uh, able to draw on every year grows and helps um, fund our program in perpetuity. Um, it's such a wonderful opportunity to, to uh, provide a legacy, which is really a for, uh, thoughtful thing to do for generations to come. Uh, yeah. Um, also at the film festival, we're going to be having raffle items for people to go. You can buy raffle tickets, and um, there's some uh, really great things. I don't know exactly what's been donated this year, but you know, in previous years we've had backpacks and things like that, uh, along with smaller items. So that's a fun part of the the event as well. Yeah. Great, uh, great way to engage. And uh, well, we're, we're running uh, close to the end of time, and we'll want to close with a, uh, a again a reiteration of the details of time, place, and tickets. But before we get to that, Mark, any closing thoughts for us? Um, one thing I'd like to mention that we uh, include as part of the Wild and Scenic Film Festival is in uh, in addition to just the regular tickets that everybody anybody can buy, we have superstar tickets, uh, which. Um, gives people, you know, front row seats and other perks, and um, th that will be detailed on the, the website. So, again, check out scotchmanpeaks.org slash events for more details about the film festival and to purchase tickets. Right, and so it's coming up uh, Friday, March 22nd. Yep, 7 p.m. at the Panada. Uh, films start at 7, uh, doors open at 6.30. And and just remember, when you're supporting this film festival, you're supporting a very valuable community organization as well. Well, thank you. Uh, we want to thank Dr. Mark and uh, and Bill Love, who has uh, departed the premises. He has left the building, as they say. But if you've just tuned in, you've been listening to the KRFY Morning Show here at 88.5 FM. Uh, and as always, we record these for later podcasts. So if you missed any of the episode or want to hear more or or just listen to it all again, you'll be able to go to krfy.org sometime in the next day or so, and that'll be up online. And uh, once again, it's February, looking to spring, looking to uh, the Conservation Film Festival season coming up. And thank you for coming on the show this morning, Dr. Mark. My pleasure, Phil. Okay, we're going to uh, take a short music break, come back with some of the upcoming events and things. This one's by uh, Walking Jim Stoltz, who always has lots of things to sing about the wild. <laughs> 